What is up, guys? This is the Patty Ball, and from now on, I'm gonna stop saying what episode number this is. I don't remember anymore, and we're, we just have too many. We have at least eight, so that's all I know. Uh, I'm here with Sam. What is up, Sam? How's it going, La Patty? I'm pretty sure we're in the double digits of episodes, actually. Well, see, that's why I said at least eight, because one of my mottos is saying it like, say, somebody asks you, how many wings did you eat? At least eight. So then it's just a good solid number just to <laughs> make people really confused. How many wings did you eat? Which time? Because I've eaten like almost 40 once, but. All right, let's let's just stick with the hoop here. We can talk food another time. Yeah, I was good. Actually, I was going to go first because in this episode, we're going to start our off-season grades or 2019-2020 season grades our, for all of the NBA teams. Our 2019-2020 season grades, you say? Yes, I did say that. I just said that, actually. Um, all right, break it down for the audience. Up, what is it? Like, what are we actually doing here? We are grading each team based on how their season went compared to just anything, just whether they were supposed to make a leap in the season and they didn't, or they weren't predicted to do anything and they made the playoffs. We're just going to grade how well their season went. Awesome. And we're going to, we got three episodes of this. This one, we're covering Atlanta through, what is your last team? Golden State. All right, Atlanta through Golden State. And I'm actually going to kick it off right now, starting with the Atlanta Hawks out of Atlanta, Georgia, which was known by the Atlanta in the front. Um, this is a team that coming into the season was supposed to make maybe not a jump into the playoffs, but a jump into the playoff contentions. They're one of the a few teams that I have that were was supposed to make a jump into playoff contention. And the Atlanta Hawks did not do that. Although, to be fair, John Collins was suspended for at least 20 games. So – that might not help your team try to make the playoffs when your second best player is suspended for 20 games. But there was not a lot to like in Atlanta, especially on the defensive side of the ball. This team was awful defensively. They had a horrid defensive rating. When you got guys like Trey Young and a bunch of other pieces on that roster who are not built to defend well, you're not going to get good results with that. And even though Trey Young had a phenomenal season and is cementing himself as one of the young stars in today's NBA, and when John Collins did play, he was fantastic, averaging over 20 a game. I really like those two pieces that they have, and they still do have a lot of strong other young pieces from guys like DeAndre Hunter. Um, that is DeAndre Hunter. Sorry, I totally lost my train of thought. Um <laughs> Guys like DeAndre Hunter, and they did acquire Clint Capella in that trade with the Rockets, even though they didn't get to play too many games with him. Even though he's not super young, he's still a valuable piece. But I liked the jumps that guys like Trey Young and John Collins made, but that was about it with this team. There was not a lot of positives to take here. As they finished 14th in the East in a season where they were predicted near the beginning to be in playoff contention, and they showed almost no signs of playoff contention. So with all that being said, I'm going to have to give this team a C minus, which is probably being a bit generous because their record was horrid. Their defense was horrid. Their offense was awful when Trey Young usually wasn't on the floor. But some small strides were made in terms of player development, especially with Trey Young and John Collins. So I'm going to, I'm going to say C minus. So they had an all right season, I guess. Should have been better. But, you know, you saw strides where you wanted to see strides. And hopefully this next year they'll be able to make that jump into playoff contention. Sam. 
Who's the first team that you gave a grade to? Well, Patrick, I've got the Boston Celtics here. The Boston Celtics went out and had themselves a really impressive season, finished with a record of 48-24. and 24. That was good enough for second in the Atlantic Division, third in the Eastern Conference. This is a team that kind of balled out on both sides. Ninth in total offense, second in total defense, a really incredible rating there. Their leading scorer was Jason Tatum with 23.4 points a game. Ennis Cantor was able to pull down 7.4 boards, and Marcus Smart actually led them in assists with 4.9 a game. Kemba Walker and Jason Tatum were both able to make the All-Star team this year. The Boston Celtics had a very impressive season. I think they did what a lot of people thought they would do. They've got a lot of young talent, and it developed really well this year. Jason Tatum took that next step and became an elite ball player, an all-star caliber kind of guy. You've got Jalen Brown, who continues to develop and be a great piece for them. A guy like Daniel Tice, who was on a contract year, who looked very impressive. They picked up some rookies in the offseason and some other pieces that worked really well for them. This was a team that made it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals and kept Miami from being able to sweep them like they were everybody else. It was a six-game series, and it was an impressive six-game series. They knocked off the reigning champion Toronto Raptors. It's a great collection of young talent. All the young studs took a step up. For the grade, i got to give them a B plus, A minus, somewhere in there. It's a really impressive season that I think is going to be a building block for a team that can potentially be very, very good for years to come. Okay, okay. Not a bad grade. I maybe would have given them a little higher, but... That's just me. Um, the next team on my list is a team that made a huge splash in the 2019 free agency, and that is the Brooklyn Nets. And I'm just going to start this by saying, if I could give this team an incomplete grade, I totally would, because we did not even get to see this team close enough to full strength. Their full strength, you got KD, Kyrie, guys like Levert, Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, Joe Harris, you got a you got a deep roster there, but KD out for the entire season. Kyrie only played 20 games. So this season was kind of just a gap year for this team. Not much was expected. Next year is going to be the money year for them, I think, but they still finished 7th in the East standings, which is not terrible. I mean, the I'd say past the 6th spot in the East, there's not a lot of talent there, but still respectable when you don't have your two best players your two best players only playing 20 games i was still solid they finished 22nd in offensive rating which is pretty pretty not good but obviously that number is going to go up next year and they surprisingly finished 10th in defensive rating so i was still surprised by how this team played giving the fact that they missed their two stars and they still play decently in the bubble, not necessarily in the playoff games. I think they got ran over by Toronto in their playoff series, but they showed some life in the playoff games because, or not the playoff games, the, the bubble games, the seeding games, seeding games. That's, I couldn't remember what they were called. It's been so long. Um, they, they came into that. They had even more players opt out. So they had just a terrible roster, but they, they were able to put together a couple wins in the bubble, which is way more than anybody expected. Everybody just expected them to get run over, but I liked what I saw from this team and I'm still going to give them a B just because they played this entire season without their two best players, except for 20 games from Kyrie. And they still got the seventh seed in the East. They still were able to be competitive and make the playoffs. And I think this team is going to shoot up next year, but for now I have to give them a B. All right, Patrick, and be there for the Brooklyn Nets, just like their logo just like their grade. The next team I've got lined up are the Charlotte 
Hornets. The Charlotte Hornets were an abysmal 23-42, fourth in the Southeastern Conference. That's still ninth in the East. What does that tell you about the Eastern Conference? No playoffs for them, no bubble for them, not even an appearance there. We didn't even get to see those fantastic teal jerseys in the bubble, but it's all right. That redesign for next year, I will say, is one of the best things the franchise has going for them. This team was 30th in offense. Yeah, dead last, horrendous, atrocious, awful, abysmal. I've used that word twice now, but there's a reason for it. 12th in defense, honestly not terrible. Pretty middle of the pack, even a little bit higher up than that. Somewhat impressive there for the Charlotte Hornets. The only reason that they were able to win those 23 games was because of that defense. Their leading scorer, Devontae Graham with 18.2 points a game. Why is this impressive? Because the season before, he was averaging about 4 points a game. This is a guy who took a 14 point per game step up. Extreme improvement there. Leading rebounder, Cody Zeller, 7.1 a game. It's all right. It's respectable. It's not atrocious. Leading assist, Devontae Graham again, 75. 75.5, excuse me. 75 assists a game would be unreasonably high. 7.5 assists a game. No all-stars for this team. An awful record, as I said. Didn't even make the bubble. But Graham's huge step up was just enough to keep this team away from a absolutely awful grade they've got some pieces they really do they've got Graham they've got Rozier they've got a couple other guys in there who can make something happen if they need to this is a team that a lot of people are thinking might be in the mood to make a big move this offseason so we'll see what they've got but for now I give them a D plus Patrick why don't you run us through the Chicago Bulls thank you Sam I'll be glad to do that um First thing I would like to point out, this team coming into this year or this last year, there were some rumblings of a playoff potential, playoff, low, low seed playoff team, much like the Brooklyn Nets potentially, but they just were not that team at all. They, it was a letdown for me. I was expecting them to be in playoff contention. I could have seen this team as an eight seed, as a seven seed, but they finished 11th and they weren't particularly close to finishing even close to the playoffs as they missed the ball by a good amount. Um, the offense was a major letdown for this team. They finished 29th out of the whole league. And I think a big part of that was that their coach just sucked. Jim Boylan sucked. They got rid of him, thankfully, and they hired a, I wouldn't say great coach. I would say maybe all right coach, Billy Donovan. So I think we'll see some improvement next year in that regard. And Lowry Markin also had a really disappointing year. This is a guy who was drafted very high and had some solid expectations and he he used he delivered in his first couple years but this last year he was just disappointing and I think again had to do with Boylan's offensive scheme so I think there should be a good amount of improvement just by not even it doesn't even matter who fills in even it it is Billy Donovan but it wouldn't matter who you plugged in as long as it's not Jim Boylan and you're going to see some improvement and would like to give a big shout out to Mr. Zach Levine averaged almost 26 a game for this team um he showed that he is able to get buckets whenever he wants. And I think he's going to be a big piece for this team for a long time. I really like his offensive game. And this team is also – I had a respectable defense. They finished ninth in defensive rating, which is higher than I thought. And they were able to stay in the 11th seed, which is still not very good, solely based on their defense, it seemed, because their offense would almost get, take them out of games and make them lose games by a large margin. But – I'm still going to have to give this team a D plus considering I had playoff expectations for this team and they completely failed on all accounts of that. 
Um, I'm hoping for some improvement next year, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. I know if you got a piece like Zach Levine, there's 25 points a game right there, minimum. And I think this team takes a step forward next year, but I have to give them a D plus for this year. Sam, who is next on your list? The next team on this list might be the worst team in basketball. One of the worst for sure. The Cleveland Cavaliers. This is a team that anytime LeBron hasn't been there over the past 20 years has just been awful. Awful. 19 and 46 record. 19 and 46 record. 15th in the East. Yeah, that means they were 5th in the Central. You guessed it. No playoff. No bubble. No nothing. If y'all thought the Charlotte Hornets were bad, my goodness, the Cleveland Cavaliers are bad. Bad. 26th in offense, 22nd in defense. Leading scorer, Colin Sexton, 20.8 points a game. Decent for a second year. He took a four-point-per-game bump and improvement. Their leading rebounder, Andre Drummond. When your leading rebounder comes in, plays only seven games, and still averages 11.1 rebounds a game, that means that there was nobody else really doing anything for you. The leading rebounder before Andre got to town was Tristan Thompson. Not even Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson. Andre Drummond, 11.1 per game. Darius Garland, their leader in assists, 3.9. How many All-Stars did they have? Yeah, zero. You guessed it. I guessed it too. This is a team with an awful record. I can't even, I can't even have fun with it like I did with Charlotte. It's not even, ugh. It's just disgusting. Awful record. Terrible. Disgusting. Sexton did take a step up. But this is a franchise in disarray. This is a franchise with really no direction. I'll give them the slightest bit of credit in that they went out and they did get Drummond and they tried to improve the team a little bit. They did what they could. But my goodness, this is not a good basketball team. This is a team who's in some trouble for a, a while to come. They get an F. This team wow. gets an F. You failed. All there is to fail. Now, going from a team that failed to, I think, had a pretty impressive year. Patrick, i got to hand it off to you for the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, me? Okay, I can go. Yeah, thanks for the handoff. Um, I almost fumbled that. but The Mavs. This was another one. I feel like there were quite a few teams coming in this year that were supposed to be in playoff contention, and they're supposed to make a jump. The Mavericks not only did that, they made a massive jump forward, in my opinion. This is a team that finished, although they only finished seventh in the West, the West was very tough this year, and that's extremely good. Considering how many close games this team lost, you got to give them credit for finishing seventh. And they finished first in offensive rating. You heard me, first, first place. This was a team where Luka Mania has seemingly reached a fever peak right now, particularly in that playoff series with the Clippers, as everybody was talking about Luka. And rightfully so. The man balled. 
the man kept his team in that series when without Porzingis for a few of those games, they shouldn't have been in that series. They shouldn't have let that series go to six. Although I guess that doesn't really say much about the Clippers, but there's not a lot to say about the Clippers in that playoffs. Not, not a lot of good, but still very impressive. That game winner he hit in game four was insane. That was wild. Excellent shot. Um, this team has the looks of a contender in the next few years. I would say that. I don't know if they're going to make that jump next year or the year after, but they're going to make that jump from playoff team to title contender at some point. And I think they just need to grow up a little bit. As I mentioned earlier, struggles in crunch time. They, they were a team that if they had a lead in crunch time, say five minutes left, you don't know if that lead is going to stay. Even though they have Luka, you didn't know if that, team, that lead was going to stay intact. And I think that's the reason why they finished seventh. They could have finished higher, especially with such a good offensive rating. But I think that as they grow up, they get better in those situations. That's just This is a young team. A young team is not expected to be able to navigate a crunch time situation every single time. And it's going to be tough. There's going to be some games where they're going to fail. But I think they're going to make that jump. I do want to see a little bit more from Porzingis this next year. He disappointed me a little bit. I still like him a lot, but he disappointed. And I think if we see a little bit more from him, coupled with a crunch time jump, maybe this, this is a team that's top four in the West next year, if that jump happens, but got to give them an A minus for this year. If they had maybe to put, push that series, the Clippers to seven, or maybe finish a little bit higher in the standings, I'd give them an A or an A plus, but the future is very bright in Dallas and Sam, who is your next team? On the list. Alphabetically, the next team down the list, we're sticking with it. Denver Nuggets. This is a team I don't just want to rant about. I want to have a conversation about because this is a really impressive ball club. They finished with a record of 46-27. and 27, Good for first in the Northwest Division. Third in the Western Conference. Made it all the way to the Western Conference Finals. They knocked off the Jazz after being down 3-1 and knocked off the Clippers after being down 3-1. Just let me ask you this, yes or no, is that one of the most impressive playoff runs that we've seen in a while from a team, especially one that was down that much that often? Yes. You heard it from Patrick, that's a yes. This team, their numbers don't jump off the page at you. Only 19th in total offense, 11th in total defense. Before the bubble, they were a very decent club. They were strong. But they hadn't really separated themselves too much yet. Once the bubble began, though, it was a different story, but we'll get to that. Leading scorer on the season as a whole, Nikola Jokic, 19.9 points a game. Leading rebounder, also Nikola Jokic, 9.7 points a game. Leader in assists, I'll give you one guess. Yep, you're right. Nikola Jokic, again, 7 assists a game. Did they have an all-star? You guessed it. Do you know what his name is? Nikola Jokic. Oh, Nikola Jokic was an all-star for the Denver Nuggets again. This was a great collection of talent, but oh my goodness. Let's get to the bubble. And one Jamal MFing Murray. The Canadian kid crushed it. Out of this world play, especially in the playoffs with Jamal Murray, dragging Denver through the Utah series, throwing down in the Clippers series, fighting as hard as he could against the Lakers. This guy is on the all-bubble team, in my opinion. Super impressive stuff from him. 
overall, this team gets a B minus, B plus, A minus. I give that B plus, A minus ranking to teams that make it to the Western Conference Finals or the Eastern Conference Finals, just like I did Boston, because if you, to get an A, you got to be to the championship game. You got to be in the championship to get an A. But I can give you a B plus, A minus for fighting and getting close, and that's what this team did. They fought. They got close. They did what they could. The future in Denver is bright. I would be Rocky Mountain high on them too. Now, Patrick, we got one more D team. We're going to the D. We're going to Detroit. Get them. Well, Sam, I know uh, guys like Eminem and Big Sean are going to be disappointed in my grade for the Detroit Pistons right now. But Uh-oh. they sucked. I don't really have any other way to phrase it. Um, it's a team that finished 13th in the East. The ratings there weren't terrible. 20th in offense, 22nd in defense. That's not bad. But it's just this the Pistons team that started the year, very different from the one that we last saw in the middle of March. Because Andre Drummond, as we talked about in our Cleveland segment, was moved to Cleveland. So this team lost their leading rebounder and a big piece of that team. So first of all, I have a question for whoever is in the front office in Detroit right now. Why? is Derrick Rose, and why is Blake Griffin still on the roster? You're obviously entering a rebuild. Why? You don't need a washed up, not necessarily washed up, but a, not as athletic as he used to be and a little bit out of his athletic prime, Blake Griffin. You don't need that. You don't need a Derrick Rose who is in a similar boat. You could trade those guys. You could get some picks. You could get anything. You could get something, something that would help you in a rebuild that is not – Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose. With that being said, still solid players. Um, a guy I really like out there, Christian Wood. I think he was the lone bright spot for this team in this week year. He had a solid season, averaging 18 points per game and 16 rebounds per game. 16 rebounds. I think he is going to be a piece they build around. And this still was a disappointing season, though, from a team that was expected to contend for another low playoff spot, potentially. They just – they just didn't do it. They just didn't really try. They finished 13th. They had a, not a great record. So I'm going to have to give this team a D. And I think that's being a little generous because this was a disappointing year from a team that maybe wasn't expected to do a whole lot, but they somehow even failed to reach that. They failed to reach playoff competitiveness. But, Sam, I think you got the last team of the day, and this is a team that might be one of the most disappointing in the NBA from the past season. Talk to us about the Golden State Warriors, Sam. The Golden State Warriors were no doubt a disappointment, but I have a difficult time blaming them exclusively. They were bit by the injury bug hard. In the 2019 finals, we saw Klay Thompson go down. They lost Kevin Durant to the Brooklyn Nets. Steph Curry gets injured within the first few games of the season, and he's done for the year. Golden State Warriors finished with a bad record. It was not good. Fifth in the Pacific, 15th in the West. No playoffs, obviously. But it landed them a good draft pick. They're going to be high up there. Leading scorer was D'Angelo Russell. 23.6 a game. Pretty impressive. It's not bad. He was kind of a one-man show out there for a long time in Oakland this year. Soon to be San Francisco this coming season. Leading rebounder Draymond Green, 6.2 a game. Willie Cauley-Stein and Marquise Chris also averaged 6.2 a game, but I decided to give it to Draymond just because he is Draymond. He has been the centerpiece of that team this past season, especially with the other All-Stars being down. Leader in assists, 
It is Steph Curry. He only played a handful of games, but in those games, he averaged 6.6 assists per game. No all-stars for this team. Look, it was a bad year for the Warriors. It really was. But it was a year that potentially set them up very well. They have a high draft pick that they can either use on a guy, maybe a James Wiseman, if you will, somebody who can bolster the middle, or they can trade it for a, a high-end piece. Please don't let it be Giannis. Please don't let it be Giannis. Please don't let it be Giannis. Please don't let Giannis go to the Golden State Warriors. Please don't let Giannis go to the Golden State Warriors. Please, no. I will cry if that happens, and I will cry on the show if that happens. I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable admitting that. But look it. Curry missed the entirety of the year, basically. Clay did miss literally the entirety of the year. Still a bad season, but I can't 100% blame them. I don't give them the same kind of grade that I gave a Cleveland Cavaliers who just straight up got an F for terrible effort, terrible management, terrible work, terrible across the board. This is a good franchise who just happened to be in a bad situation this year. They still get a D plus. There was a lot of disappointment involved. I don't think any Warrior fan would really disagree that it was a disappointing year. In my mind, D is for disappointing. D plus for the Warriors. Okay. Wow, that's our last team for today. But don't worry, there's going to be another one of these next week with 10 more teams. Next week coming up, we got the Houston Rockets, the Indiana Pacers, both LA clubs, the Grizzlies, Heat, Bucks, Timberwolves, Pelicans, and the New York Knicks. Oh, please let me be the one to tear apart the Knicks. Please let me be the one to tear apart the Knicks. I would love it. I would love. Yeah, it. I'll, I'll I'll give you the Knicks as long as I can have the Thunder in the third episode. That's fine. Oh, you can have the Thunder in the third episode. That that works out, guys. This was fun. This was a fun little way. I think this is going to be a fun way to get through some episodes, especially here in the off season before the draft comes up in November. This is a good time. Yeah, I really like the way you phrase that. Get through some episodes. It sounds like it's hard for you. Are you not enjoying yourself? Oh, I'm loving it. But what I'm saying is that when there's no actual basketball happening, Patrick, there's a little bit of less news going on. When there's a little bit less news, sometimes we got to be able to put some shows together. I think this is a really good way to do it, though. I'm not even kidding. I think this is actually a, a very fun thing we're doing here, being able to break down the grades for each team. I hope the listeners think the same. Yeah, um, just one question for you. So would you say you're not capping? There's no cap in your statement that this is a good way to get through some episodes? Is there, there, no is, cap there? there is. There is. No cap. Oh, you took the hat off. Took no hat cap. Off. No cap at all. This is actually a lot of fun. Dang, you better put that hat back on. Your hair's looking a little raggedy, Sam. It is a little raggedy right now. <laughs> I've got hat hair for sure. I've got hat and headphone hair for sure. All right, well, enough about hat and headphone hair. Um... Again, another shorter episode. I, I like this length, though. This is a good length. It's not super long, not super short. But thank you guys for tuning in. Sam, thank you as always. I'm sure I'll be texting you a bunch during the Seahawks game tomorrow. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah, everybody, go find something to do now that there's no basketball. Again, find something to do with your life. Maybe hang out with your loved ones, anything. Just something that's not sitting and watching basketball all day because you can't do that anymore. But – have a fantastic week, everybody. Everybody, make sure to follow the Sunday Morning Hoops on Twitter, on Instagram, everywhere you can. Follow at LaPattyBall. Follow at Samuel101TS. Until next time, we're out.